y'all. Yes, it is summertime. Welcome to the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. We're so glad to have you here on this end of the week edition of the All Southern Program. And we have a special co-pilot on today's beginning of summer. That would be my youngster, my nine-year-old. Nolten yeah, Nolton is here with me. He's nine years old. And on Thursday, he wrapped up third grade. And his reward, as I told him all year long, you can come on the Y'all Show again when you get done with school. And hey. I did it. You did it. How does it feel? Good. Do you feel old? No. And, and more importantly, did you pass the third grade? Yes. Like flying colors, like all A's? Not always. Yeah, I think you got a B in there somewhere. I think it was in reading. Can you not read? I can. Okay. Well, we'll work on that here on the Y'all Show. We're getting a good reading on all things Southern here on this program, and Nolton's going to help me with the headlines, and we'll talk a little college sports. How about that? Yay. Yeah, we'll talk college sports here in just a few minutes. Also, at the end of the hour, we're going to welcome in our friend Cleve Marsh and Marshland. He's got a special guest all the way in Real Foot Lake, Tennessee. He's going to track down Rob Caldwell. And I know they're going to talk about duck hunting, but a few other outdoorsy things, all that coming up at the hour of this hour of y'all Marshland out in the south with Cleve Marsh. That's here on this Friday edition. And then when we get to hour two... Go ahead. Remind us, Nolton, what did you say when we started today's show? It's summertime, y'all. So do you have the summertime blues? No. Okay. Well, no, no, you don't. But a guy named Eddie Cochran, he sang a song back in 1958 called Summertime Blues that's been covered by a bunch of people, including Alan Jackson. Wow. And one of the formats of the South that we like to promote that we haven't done a good enough job here on this show in recent weeks we've played a little bluegrass music i've taught you about bluegrass music right yes sir yeah i told you about bluegrass we had zydeco music on here not long ago we've had gospel music of course we have a lot of country music we've had a little southern rock we haven't had the combination of country and rock and roll you know what that combination's called um um, and they celebrate rock country. Well, rock country is pretty close. They celebrate it big time at a place called Jackson, Tennessee. It's called rockabilly music, and the song from Eddie Cochran is considered one of the greats in rockabilly music. Summertime blues, and to get this summertime ready, to, now that we've hit Memorial Day, we're going to play that classic from way back in 1958. Summertime blues, the original. We'll play that here on today's Y'all Show. Plus, we'll have hashtag Hullabaloo in hour two. And we'll look at the brand new movies. Aladdin's coming out. Have you heard of that movie? Yes, because I've seen the animated and now the real life version's coming out. Okay. Like lots of movies yeah. from Disney. Yeah, well. And you, Lion King will get a real life movie. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Now, you drug me to the theater not long ago to see. A movie called Detective Pikachu. From Pokemon, right? Yep. Okay. It's based off a 3DS game called Detective Pikachu. Okay. And tell tell the audience what your dad, how he pronounced it before he went to go see it. How was I pronouncing that movie? He called it Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't study uh, 
Pokemon when I was growing up here in the South. But we'll have a look at the brand new movies, including Aladdin. That's in theaters this very weekend, this this Memorial Day weekend. And also, we'll take a look at the NBA playoffs as they are rolling on. And also, we'll take a look at what's going on with Major League Baseball and NASCAR. Actually, some news on NASCAR wow. as they have announced the new class in the Hall of Fame. Plus, this is a big this is a big weekend. You may not know this, Nolt. This sounds interesting. In, 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 in racing terms, this is one of the biggest weekends of the year because you've got not only NASCAR racing in Charlotte at the Coca-Cola 600 this Memorial Day Sunday, but you also have the great American race, the Indianapolis 500. Oh, wow. And that's, that. and that's considered the biggest race in all of the formula racing circuit. So that's all here this weekend. And we'll close out today's show with from Dixie with Love. If you want to reach us here on the Y'all Show, so easy to do. Our number is 803-816-1170. Our Twitter and Instagram account is at Y'all Show. And you can also find us on a couple of apps, including the iHeartRadio app, also the iTunes podcast app, and the TuneIn radio app. All you have to do is go on there in any of those apps and search for Y'all Show, and this incredible show that's all about Dixie will come right to you free of charge each and every day. Well, let's look at the headlines before we move on to some college sports talk in the next segment. And unfortunately, in the Show Me State, three people have died in the state capital of Jefferson City, or at least in that area of Mizzou, as tornadoes came throughout that state this week. Nasty storms with tornadoes that destroyed homes, flattened trees, and tossed cars. And one hit Jefferson City on Wednesday just before midnight. And a tornado cut a path about three miles long and a mile wide from the south end of Jefferson City north toward the Missouri River. This is right in the central portion of the Show Me State. You and I actually were just in Columbia, Missouri. I think it was it was actually the last day of 2018. We were there on December 31st. And by the way, I thought hashtag Hellablue was on Fridays, but I guess it is. Oh, that's in the second hour. Did I not mention that? We've got hashtag hullabaloo coming up. Oh. Now, you, you can't cover everything. No, are you calling me out here on my own show? No, I just uh, I'm sorry. That. Yeah, we, we got that. We got a lot of stuff here on y'all, but we, we only have a limited amount of time to get to it. But yes, sadly, you and I went to Missouri and we saw a lovely state in the time that we were there. And unfortunately, the state suffering this week with deaths caused by tornadoes in an area of Missouri that often does not see bad weather. But we want to send our hearts and prayers out to Missouri as I know there were two people found dead that were in their 80s. Kenneth Harris, age 86, his wife, Opal, who was 83 year old. They died as well as a 56 year old woman named Betty Berg, all killed there in Missouri this week in golden city in missouri's southwestern corner that was actually not in jefferson city where several of these deaths happened but again that state really feeling a brunt of a a late spring almost summer storm now let's update you on what's going on with the hurricane season as we're pretty much at the start of the normal year for hurricanes and the noaa has said they predict nine to 15 named storms here in 2019 and that's the near normal for the Atlantic hurricane season. According to the administrator, Neil Jacobs, he said that a current El Nino, a periodic natural warming of the Central Pacific that changes weather worldwide, suppresses hurricane activity in the Atlantic, but other forces may cause problems. Last year, we had 15 named hurricanes, eight hurricanes and two major ones. Florence, 15 named storms, eight hurricanes of those named storms, 
the big ones were Florence and Michael causing billions of dollars of damage and killing roughly 38 people. I still remember that. Yeah, in Florida. And then we had that nasty outbreak on the North Carolina, South Carolina coast there in 2018. We hope that doesn't come here this year. But, hey, that's part of living in the South. How about this story? No, you know how much I like history. They've just discovered an old slave ship. It's been discovered in Mobile Bay amongst alligators and snakes. Oh, the Clotilda is the name of this wreck. And a lot of people have been looking for this thing a long time. It was a wooden ship. And researchers, when they first saw it, they were amazed that there's a few pieces of the rusted metal all there. And it's stuck in the muddy, muddy bottom of a bug infested Alabama bio. Again, where alligators and a lot of moccasins are there. And now they're researching this ship. That again, it came into the Mobile Bay area right there in the Antebellum South. And it was actually brought in around 1860 by a plantation owner named Timothy Mayer. And he hired it for an illegal trip to Africa to gather slaves. So it was actually illegal to import slaves prior to the Civil War in the South. This guy broke the law because he knew things were dramatically changing. And this ship came into Mobile Bay and I think it actually sank and the slaves were able to get off and maybe even go to freedom from what I understand. It's a developing story, but the Clotilda, look it up, learn more about this amazing piece of history coming from Mobile, Alabama. The governor of Texas has announced a $1.6 billion deal to raise teacher salaries in the Lone Star State. Wow. Greg Abbott, you, do teachers deserve $1.6 billion in Probably Texas? Probably because they don't get that much money, but they do at the volunteer Greg Abbott is the governor of Texas, and he's going to raise the teacher salaries in a deal driven by classroom unrest and Republicans who sharply have changed course on public education ahead of the 2020 election. You know what? You know what happens in 2020? Maybe Trump will win. Who knows? Yeah. Well, that's a presidential year in 2020, and so at least in Texas, which is a border, it's, it's a battleground state. It could actually go to Democrats, perhaps. But Greg Abbott getting out in front of this with a deal to give teachers in Texas now 1.6 billion dollars, a lot of money, but for a state like Texas, which is massive, I sure. don't know how much that really stretches out. But we'll have to find out what's going on now this next story note is a little close to you this happened in oxford mississippi there was a police wow. officer this week charged of murder oh, yeah he killed i already know this uh, he allegedly killed he killed a woman yes because my mom told me that okay well let's let me finish it up this officer with the oxford mississippi police department matthew kenny has been charged in the shooting death of 32 year old dominique clayton and the victim's mother said that the judge who actually looked at possibly letting this guy out on bond, the police officer, he's now stepping away. That would be Judge Andrew Howarth. He's stepping away from this murder case after the victim's mother, Bessie Clayton, said the judge was being disrespectful after it was thought that he might let the officer away on bond after this awful killing and oxford mississippi this past weekend this woman was found shot to death in the back of her shot in the back of her head at, on in our oxford home just to the east of downtown oxford over the weekend a little bit interesting twist of the story this obviously sounds like they must have known each other and i'm sure there's a lot more to the story in fact her relatives say there was a romantic relationship between the two 
And what's odd about this is this is Mississippi we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The, the police officer's white and she's black. And allegedly, according to her mother, they had a romantic relationship and ended up he's charged with her murder there in Oxford. Well, I can just say that I guess he thought that she was a bad person. I don't know. Whenever he shot that, him or everybody, something. everybody is presumed innocent note until proven guilty. That's why they have courts. Unless the guy says, hey, I did it. I'm sorry. Y'all can execute me if you want. You know what execute means? Let me guess. I know what exhale and inhale means. <laughs> well, so execute it's probably means, the opposite of in whatever. Execute the means word. they kill them. The, in, like, like that's it. They have something called death row in states. And if you are convicted, if you go to a court and they say, Knowlton, you killed your dad, we're going to execute you. You go to death row and you have to wait a few years. But ultimately, in most southern states now, they use lethal injection. Do you know what that is? What? They give you a shot, and you die because of the poison that's in that shot. And states illegally do that because you're allowed to kill, according to our laws here in this country, if you're found guilty by a jury of peers, as the case is for anybody who's on death row. Those are some of our headlines here, not to bore the audience here, but hey, I'm here with my son trying to educate him, and I bet you some of the folks out here listening, hey, we got to give a proper shout out to our kids. I've got him today as a reward mm-hmm. for getting through his third grade year. And part of the reason he's on today is is a reward. I told him months and months ago he wanted to come on here. I said, nope, I'm not going to let you come on here until you are done with school. And he successfully somehow snuck out of third grade. Yep. But this is not just about Nolt. This is about all our kids. I don't care if you're in pre-K, kindergarten, all the way through 12th grade or even in college. We're saluting all y'all here on today's Y'all Show because we really have hit the unofficial beginning of summer with Memorial Day and kids getting out of school. And that's pretty much the case here throughout the Southeast. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll take a quick look at what's going on in the college sports world. And we will also have later this hour, Cleve Marsh stop by with Marshland out in the south you don't want to miss it it's all coming up with john and nolt this and we'll is see you when we come back you're catering a wedding and the bride says everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres my aunt was asking if you do corporate events now is the time when the right business card is essential and vistaprint can help head to vistaprint.com and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99 you choose the paper the shape and the finish whatever your style create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now so head to vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 use promo code 2424 at checkout that's vistaprint.com promo code 2424 Hi, I'm Paul. I know what you're thinking. Oh, great. Another wireless ad. I know how you feel. And it seems like they're always full of this complicated, tricky language about their networks and offers and blah, blah, blah. Well, Sprint is going to do things differently and let you decide for yourself with their new 100% total satisfaction guarantee. Try it for 30 days, love it, or your money back. See? Simple. Now get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. 
So switch now. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. 30-day guarantee with new line of service. S10 128 gigabyte, $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit for 18 months credit applied within two bills. But canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 63020, pay $32 per month per line for five lines with auto pay. Day-to-day prioritization during congestion. Garbage and offer not available everywhere. Speed maximums, use rules, $30 activation fee, and restrictions apply. Unisom knows when you don't get enough sleep, it's hard to avoid the fog. It's a sneaky fella. Hates sleep. Only appears when you don't get enough of it. I've seen the fog make a guy pour salt in his coffee. Thought it was sugar. Ever fold an entire basket of dirty laundry? Wasn't you. It was the fog. Unisom is specially formulated to help you fall asleep fast and get a good night's sleep. You'll wake up ready to take on the day. Sleeping well is the fog's worst nightmare. Unisom. Use as directed. Hook um horns. Welcome back. It's y'all talk with a southern accent. I'm John. I got my sidekick Knowlton here today. Yep. When I say hook em horns, who am I talking about? The Texas Longhorns, right? That's right. The bovines from Austin, Texas. We got some news on UT. That would be UT in Texas for all you volunteer fans. Sorry. As the head coach of Texas, Tom Herman, has just been given approval on a two-year contract extension. And that's after the program's first 10-win season in a decade. The deal approved on Thursday extend Tom to Herman's guaranteed contract through the year 2023, paying him a cool $6.5 million in 2022 and $6.75 million in the final year. So almost making almost making seven mil a year. Now that that sounds pretty good, right? Well, let me tell tell my son here. Do you know what who Dabo Sweeney is? Yep. And I don't like Clemson. <laughs> do, you, do, do you know how much Dabo Sweeney makes? He probably makes don't tell me what one hold on. Well, this guy sixteen thousand. Oh no, he makes a little bit more than that. Dabo's the highest paid coach in college football, making right at nine point three million a year, and he's got a ten year contract. He's a ninety three million dollar man. Well, Tom Herman at Texas, a much bigger school than the Agricultural College of Pickens County, South Carolina, which you actually have been to. You've been to a Clemson football game, to your credit. Sure. But uh, Tom Herman now with a possible close to seven million a year there for the Texas. Longhorns, and again, I said he made this after a ten-win season, a very good season last year. Other than losing to Maryland in the opening game for you two for the second year in a row, and um, losing to Oklahoma. Yeah, well, no, they beat that well. Championship well, they, they beat them in the regular season in the Red River Shootout. They beat them in Dallas. And who else did they lose to in the year? They lost to West Virginia. Oh, I was guessing Kansas. And they may have lost another game. They lost to Oklahoma State. They lost to OSU. They lost to. Maryland, Oklahoma. and then they lost Oklahoma only in the Big 12 championship game. But they had a very good year. But the reason I bring this up, Nolte, do you know who Texas beat in bowl season? They beat the 
Georgia Bulldog. <laughs> in what bowl? And he's not in got, the sugar bowl. You're right. And this was not. I don't have any notes in front of this boy. This boy knows his sports, and I'm proud of him for that. But you so better I remember. You better make some money. I don't, I don't know how you remember because you and I actually were together over the holidays, and we didn't watch the Sugar Bowl. We didn't watch any of those bowl games because we were going all the way to Phoenix, Arizona. Well, I remember seeing that they won. And yeah. fun facts. Would you have been pulling for Georgia of- in that game? No, Texas. Okay, well, congratulations. Lawrence. And so, Hook well, a fun fact is that, well, probably everyone knows, but at the beginning of the game, like, um, I don't know his name, the, like the real life mascot for Texas. Yeah, Be- Bevo. Big Bevo was trying to hit Ugo, <laughs> and that was only his pen. Yeah, you're right. That brings back a memory and a bad memory for Georgia Bulldog fans here on this wrap up of the uh month of may bad reminder hey but football season's coming up and georgia fans might just get that national championship here at 20 yeah maybe maybe but they they hit reminder georgia you have not won a national championship since 19 um i don't know but i want to say 96 no 1980 and you're not even the most current card-carrying member of the national championship club from the state of georgia you know who won a national championship in 1990 yeah, that's the fun fun fact. Ten years after Georgia, Georgia Tech gets revenge ish, mm-hmm. and so they were the nineteen ninety champions with Coach Bobby Dodd. No, and they no, were undefeated. No, 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 you're wrong on that. Bobby Dodd was not the coach. Oh, it was Bobby Ross. I know it's confusing. <laughs> Bobby Ross, who did such a good job at Georgia Tech, he actually got hired. By the Detroit Lions of the NFL. Oh yeah, did, oh yeah, he did terrible there. Or maybe he went to San Diego first. I can't remember, but he he's a great guy, a VMI alum, Bobby Ross. Wow. And lives in Lexington, Virginia, right now. And your rival is VMI. Yeah, that's right. That's he right. Went to the Citadel Bulldogs. That's right. Go Bulldogs! Hey, no one really knows about you that. and I saw the Citadel in November play the Alabama Crimson Tide, and who had the halftime lead in that ball game? It was a tie for Pete's sake. That's right. The number one Alabama was tied with the Central Bulldogs, and it was ten to ten. You're right. Wow, wouldn't you expect and if Alabama you don't believe to us, be leading thirty-one to three? Yeah, and if you don't believe that, go back and find that game, and you'll and see you'll see a guy named John Rawl, and you'll see Nolton Rawl right there cheering the Bulldogs on there at Bryant Denny Stadium. Hey, yep. but how about the Alabama Crimson Tide? They've just announced a series. With USF, the the University of South Florida Bulldogs. Bulls. I mean Bulls. Yeah, you got half of it right. Yeah, USF and Alabama will start a three-game football series in the 2023 season. They'll For play football? in Tampa on September 16th of 2023. They'll meet football? Tuscaloosa the following season, and then they'll meet again in Tuscaloosa in 2026. So two times in T-Town and once in Tampa. And they've wow. met once before the Crimson Tide winning back in 2003 when they used to play games in Birmingham at Legion Field. And now it's kind of just trashed. Well, it's pretty much gone, yeah. They're even building a new football stadium in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. You probably have seen it under construction when you've you gone there. No, no one will probably be using it for a little bit. No, no. It'll well, be, UAB probably Yeah, will. It'll, it'll be a while. All right, now let's talk about what's going on right now in college sports. This weekend, it's the Super Regionals of softball. 
And just to give you an update on some of the Southern teams in the softball championship of NCAA sports, uh, Oklahoma has got Northwestern and a regional in Norman. You have the Texas Longhorns, the Horns, and the Alabama Crimson Tide are getting interesting. together. They play in a national championship in football against each other yeah. back in like 2000. Whenever Texas went to the championship. Yeah, 2009, I think it was. Texas, Alabama. Wait, no, 2009 was when Florida played. Uh, 2010. I don't know. You know more of the stuff than I do, and he's nine years old. Texas, Alabama this weekend. You got Florida and Tennessee and SEC v. SEC in softball. Oklahoma State and Florida State get together in softball for a super regional. The University of Kentucky Wildcats are going to be out in Seattle taking on UW, the Washington Huskies. Mississippi will be in Tucson taking on the Arizona Wildcats. Cats, the, the wild, the land sharks, and the wildcats there in Tucson. Minnesota will be taking on LSU. I think this series is actually in Minneapolis. They're the favored team, the higher seed, and the Dukes. Do you know who the Dukes are? I think you mean Duke Blue Devils. No, the Dukes. The nick, the mascots called the nickname the Dukes. Do you know who that is? You nope. should. The James Madison Dukes uh, out, out of the really? CAA. They're in the super regionals. They're taking on. UCLA this week. As far as college baseball goes, you're wrapping up college baseball's conference tournaments around the land and some finals from Thursday. Those Mississippi Landsharks eked out a one zip win over Texas A&M in Hoover. Clemson demolished Louisville seven to one. Auburn fell to LSU four to three. You had Miami ten to three over UVA Dallas Baptist in their conference tournament. Defeated Evansville. The Georgia Bulldogs took care of Arkansas 3-1 to in Hoover. Texas Tech, they fell to West Virginia 5-1. to Wake Forest, they kind of put a little upset into NC State on the night. And that's just some of the scores from college baseball on Thursday. Again, these tournaments going on throughout the next couple of days. Hopefully, you'll enjoy that. And hopefully, you'll enjoy all that we offer here on Y'all with John and... Dalton. And we will turn it over after the break. Our friend Cleve Marsh, the pride of Sumter SC, he's going to be on to talk to Rob Caldwell. Rob is living in the or has a presence in Real Foot Lake, Tennessee, in the very northwest corner of the Volunteer State. And Cleve and Rob are going to talk about duck hunting and a whole lot more fun stuff in the Marshland segment out in the south with Cleve and Marsh. We're going to have to get you to go duck hunting sometime, Dalton. You kind of have reminds a, me of a well. Yeah, reminds you SNES game. Not that it really uh, matters. Uh, we're not talking about video games. A it, game called see, Duck Hunt. If more kids out. actually went out hunting instead of playing video games like you do, and almost every kid out there plays video games a little too much these days. I'm just saying, back in the old days, one of those old games. Yeah, we would we would all be we'd all be a lot better off. I think. Don't you agree? I guess so we can get some energy. <laughs> yeah, you better agree. We'll come right back with Cleve. I'll turn the host trains over to Cleve. Nolton and John are going to take a little break. We'll be back an hour or two with I our. I guess I'll be gone. No, no, you'll be back. We got to sing. We got to sing David Lee Murphy music at the start of hour two. Okay. Plus, we'll have hash. I told you we'd have hashtag Huddleblue. We got that coming up. Plus, Can a look I at the movies him? and all that. You don't want to miss it. This is y'all. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you think you can solve any problem by turning your computer off and on. Hey man, is something wrong with your laptop? Nah, I just need to turn it off and on. It's no problem. It's smoking. 
Yeah, that just means it needs to reboot. Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at Geico.com. And now it's on fire. Happens all the time. It's all good. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Thank you, General Rawl. We appreciate the opportunity to be with you today. This is Cleve Marsh, and I'm glad you tuned in to Marshland as we venture out in the South. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to be so pleased today to hear the voice of one of my very best friends and I'm going to go ahead and categorize him as the best scatter gunner that I know, and a very serious long-time Real Foot Lake waterfowler. And for those of you who don't know his name, I bet you could guess if you stop and think about who the best scatter gunner in the South is, and I'm talking about the one, the only, Rob Caldwell from none other than Real Foot Lake, Tennessee. Rob, how are you today, my friend? Brother, I am doing good. That's a better intro than I deserve. I appreciate that. I'm quite certain that that intro really didn't do it justice, and we'll we'll go on from there and try to approve. But I appreciate your humility. Uh, I'm I'm going to give you an opportunity to define what I called you, and that is a serious waterfowler. How, how would you describe how a serious waterfowler behaves? <laughs> hey, buddy. well, I mean, there's a lot of variances on that. Uh, when I was six years old, my dad started taking me duck hunting on Real Foot Lake, and I carried a BB gun and thought I was a, a Wild Bill Hickok with it. <laughs> and uh, we were hunting on Red Island Shore, and uh, Dad worked a bunch of about 50 mallards up Red Island Shore on a hard north wind. They came in. There was two ducks lined up. The lead one, it was, which was a Susie, an old greenhead right behind it, and Dad looked at me, and he goes, son, he said, raise up and just kill that Susie. I raised up, shot that BB gun. Dad shot right behind me. The Susie and the greenhead fell, and I thought I killed my first duck. But I can tell you now, after everything I've done in my lifetime, I'm pretty sure I didn't kill that duck. But I've got it mounted right here in my cabin, <laughs> real foot. Yeah. That, that is a wonderful story, and I'm pretty sure you didn't kill that duck either. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure I didn't. But it, hey, but it folded just like a dish rag. Like it should have folded. It looked like a dish rag when it hit the water. Yep. Hey, before I forget, do do me a favor. This is an editing move. Make sure you right. keep that phone in your ear and okay. in front of your mouth so because you don't get any interruptions. Sorry about that. Okay. Now we'll we'll go back to the real stuff here. Right. I want you to tell me where you are right now because I I got a kind of an idea, but I'm not quite certain. Picture it for me one time. Paint it for me. Yeah. Right now I am sitting on the bank of Real Foot Lake in front of a cabin that was built in 1960. I'm looking at uh, the point of Willow Bar, and the wind's blowing about 10 miles an hour. Uh, it's probably 80 degrees, and it feels like about 70. It's a fabulous day. The fish are biting, and uh, you really can't get much closer to heaven than this. Great, Scott. That's a pretty good job right there. You ever picked up a paintbrush, brother? 
Well, I, I, I actually have. I've, <laughs> I've dug some ditches and I've done a little painting and I sell real estate. But uh, but today I'm sitting on this dock talking to you, and that's a good day. That's a good day. I want you to back into this now. Give me a little bit of real foot lake history as it pertains to duck and goose hunting. I don't want to hear about the real foot lake boats. We, we're not doing that today. We're duck hunting and goose hunting today. And right. if you would, you went back as far as six years old yourself, and I know that's probably between three and four years ago at the present <laughs> Don't we yeah. both wish, I'm telling you. Yeah, don't we. Yeah, it's been a while a though. So day. give me give me a little real foot lake history if you can. I don't. First well, of all, of course, where in the heck is it for those of well, us down in South yeah, Carolina? Real foot lake is in the far northwest corner of Tennessee. It is about a mile from Kentucky and about a mile and a half from Missouri. It's right beside the uh, Mississippi River. And when the ducks come down the Mississippi Flyway, they have to stop in at Real Foot Lake and say hi. And uh, oh. my grandfather had a motel on the north end of the lake. Uh, called Collins Motel. It's now Sportsman's Resort. And uh, there are a million people that come here, have been here, uh, and, and duck hunt and fish and all that. Uh, it's a beautiful place. It is 17,000 acres on a low lake and 27,000 acres on a high lake. And right now we've got a high lake. And uh, it is, there's, I mean, there's really nothing like it in the world. It was formed in 1811 uh, with an earthquake. And uh, the Mississippi River flowed backwards and flowed through three different channels that uh, filled the lake up. And one of them is Bayou des that comes out of the Mississippi River, flows into the Obine, and runs right out in front of this cabin I'm sitting in front of about 40 yards out. And uh, when the when the wind, like it is today, is out of the west, uh, the current goes to the left, and, which is to the west. So if you throw something out in the lake, instead of it going downwind, it goes back against the wind, just like the river. Oh, man. That's yeah. that's a cool description, and I want to tell those of you in that audience out there who have never seen Real Foot Lake, it is a little heaven on earth. It's one of the most beautiful outdoor settings I have ever seen in my life. It is just a fabulous, fabulous place. How far is the water level below the grass in your backyard? Well, thankfully, I've got a high light, so... Uh, it's about it's about two and a half feet from the grass in my yard at a lot of people's house. It's uh, up at you know it's it's a little bit above pool right now, mm-hmm. so uh, it's up in their grass. Um, the uh, the lake is full of cypress trees and islands, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to have pause right there. I lost myself. Yeah, go back. <laughs> okay, we can we can back up here. We'll, right. we'll make a little yeah. work here for somebody. Do a little there editing. Yeah. So so you're a little bit higher than maybe. Do, do you have a boat house like your dad's got? I don't have. I have a dock. It's uh, 100 feet wide and uh, goes out into the lake and uh, has an outdoor kitchen on it. And uh, mm. uh, you get when you're sitting on these docks out here at Real Foot Lake, the wind is most always blowing as it is today. And uh, it's just a good place to be, brother. I'm telling you, a wonderful place to be. I haven't hunted with you and your dad. I've I've got firsthand knowledge of the, uh, how should I put that, the magic that is real foot lake hunting. You'll be standing there in the blind, and you'll you'll be doing absolutely nothing but conversing back and forth and scanning the skies, and all of a sudden, 
there's 25 or 30 big fatties with orange, orange, orange. They call them red legs. Mallards <laughs> hanging in the air right in front of you. And that that's so magical. It's like they just appear out of nowhere. Now, that's you not know, to say it happens all the time, but that's, that's yeah, one you're, of the memories. Yeah, you're 100% right. You know, when I take people hunting on Real Foot Lake, it blows their mind that you can go out in open water. My blind's in open water out here about two miles offshore. And uh, there's nothing out there, no reason that a duck would want to work that spot. You know, with the way duck hunting is today, you can leave corn and beans and milo and whatever you want to in a field. So you've got your own private refuge. And there's every reason for a duck to go there and hang out there and live there. And there's no reason at Real Foot Lake for a duck to even hit one of these blinds. But they fly over it because where it's located around the Mississippi Flyway, right beside the Mississippi River. And uh, they will come to a box that is 30 feet long and 12 <laughs> feet wide with 500 decoys around it, sometimes 1,000, and work right in and get 20 yards from it. And it blows people's minds. And, uh, I mean, I guess it's a bad scent. I don't know what's part of his plan. But uh, there's no other reason why I don't come out here. There's water in the way. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't, if I was a duck, I wouldn't fly into a big old dusty spot no. right in the middle of open water with no corn. Yeah. And you got all these other yeah. spots. But they've been doing it for generations, and I guess they're going to keep on doing it. Yeah. You you mentioned decoys a minute ago. And, you know, I've hunted your dad's blind out in the open water quite a few times. And uh, how many decoys would be the max you guys would set out around that blind? Well, I'm going to blow your mind. Uh-oh. We, uh, when I was a kid, going back six years old, uh, everybody on the lake used about 75. That was the average. And in 1979... Uh, my dad had a friend named Steve Russell that thought it was a good idea to uh, take two and a half gallon Atrex jugs and dip them in black tar and uh, put them out there. And of course, those were free. Tar didn't cost much. We spent a whole summer dipping those things, and we put out 900 Ooh. jugs in those 75 duck decoys, <laughs> and we killed 800 ducks that year at that blind Lost Pond in Real Foot Lake, Great. and it changed the world on Real Foot. Now everybody uses a bunch of big toys. Uh, everybody started getting jugs, and then they quit picking them up, started cutting them loose. So the state of Tennessee outlawed jugs. So now no you jugs on the lake anymore? Nope. No, no, it's uh, it's illegal. You oh. can't use them. You can buy buoys that are black, but they're it's plastic and it's you know formed and comes mm-hmm. out black and all that. Right. But you can't take a jug and dip it in tar. Uh, it's illegal to do. But uh, the most we ever used one year, and it's probably been about 15 years ago, was 1,700. And that was a job, my 1700 brother. 1,700 from a boat. No waiting. Throwing them yes. over the side. No, going to eight, get- foot, eight foot deep water with nine foot strings. And let me tell you something. <laughs> when the wind got up to about 30 miles an hour, <laughs> And 1,700 decoys started walking. That's what we call it. When the waves get about three feet high, they'll pick the bricks up off the bottom of the lake and start moving them. Oh. And you can see them with every way. And your whole spread just starts walking. Hey, you're making walking my fingers away cold. From the blind. You, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. you got to go do something and your hands get so cold you can't stand it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in marshland. And my guest today is none other than Mr. Rob Caldwell from Union City, Tennessee. Real Foot Lake proper, if you will. And I'm Cleve Marsh, and I'm glad you're here with us. I've got a another burning question for you. Who uh, does the calling in your group? Now, I, I, 
I want you to, if you will, take me back when you were just hunting with your dad. Now, I think you're probably hunting a little differently than that. I know he's still going, but um, who does the calling? Well, back, yeah, back when I was a kid, my dad and uh, my godfather, his best friend, Emory Burton from O'Brien, Tennessee, did the calling, and they were dead serious about it. They blew Jensen's mm-hmm. uh, about a twelve seventeen dollar call yeah and uh and they blew them hard they double read, read or triple read double read double, double read, read Jensen. back in the day yep. yeah double read jensen uh from texas mm-hmm. and uh they would break a uh, read within every two weeks uh they kept them with them in their hunting bags <laughs> and uh on it. and that was the thing back then of course if we're going back to when we we're using 75 decoys yeah. and you were calling and working ducks. Yeah. And these days, you don't get to do that a whole lot. These days, the ducks go where they want to go. you got to be where they want to be. Back then, you could talk a duck into doing something. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they were the best at it, man. I mean, it sounded like them. Uh, Russell sounded like a competition caller, but he could also sound like a duck. Emory couldn't have won a competition if like depended on it, but he sounded like a sick duck, and they loved it. He could fill so, the sack up with ducks because he could call them oh, in. We call oh, that meat yeah. calling. Yeah, meat. That's exactly meat right. calling right there. Yep, and uh, yeah, and and uh, you know, when I was a kid, every time a duck didn't work or a bunch didn't work, they blamed it on me. They said, "Well, <laughs> You gotta get back there and sit on the bench. That's right. And I have to go sit on the bench. Now this was a challenge <laughs> at eight, nine, ten years old Ooh. when they let you shoot first and you can't watch the ducks work mm. and they call you up off the bench to grab a four ten and mm. try to kill a duck. Boy, talk about a handicap. Really? Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And they were two of the best shots in the world. In the world. And, uh, so yeah, I'd come up. I'd cock that hammer back and fire off just as quick as I could so I didn't yep. get chewed out. And then they would just unleash, you know, Hades on them and uh, kill those ducks. And they really took me for a license. Uh, you know, ex- exactly. Then, you two or three ducks. That a license meant another system. limit. Yes. Yeah, that was before the point system. And uh, my mom wasn't excited about Dad going hunting all the time, so yeah. he took me as an excuse. Uh, he said he was bonding with me, and the reality <laughs> is I was freezing to death. And, you know, we were uh, <laughs> we was hungry and everything else. And uh, so, but I hung in there and wound up becoming a duck hunter. It's amazing that I turned out to like this stuff the way well, I was raised up doing it. But right. I love it. I'm going to roll it back a little bit. I ask you to define a serious duck hunter, and I know you are. And most of the people who are listening to this will never believe. Would you just say it? What What is a serious duck hunter? What do you do? What's your duck season like? Well, you know, it's, it's it's different now from what it used to be because these days, I mean, you can build all these big elaborate blinds with the heat. Some of them have electricity and all that. But it still comes back to you have got to be excited about getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. sometimes 3.30, and uh, getting out there, being cold. It's not as cold as it used to be, but it's cold when you fall in. It <laughs> yes. still is. Apparently, I, I fell in twice this year. And, uh, you know, it's part of duck hunting. Um, and, uh, I mean, you just, you just gotta be, you gotta love being outdoors. And, 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 and my dad, I will say this one thing I want to point out when I, up until I was about 23 or four years old, I had what my father called the blood lust. I wanted to kill all the ducks I could kill. And stack Every them duck up, that came by. Them. 
every every I wanted to kill them all. Yep. Yeah. If there would have been a gun that would have shot a thousand yards in the air, I'd have bought it. Kill everyone. And, uh, and my dad would say, you know, son, when you grow up, you're going to start enjoying the ambiance and the fellowship and all that. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there looking at him, thinking, I mean, come on, dude, craziest thing you ever I heard. Mean, you just need, yeah, you just need to retire <laughs> yeah. and move on and go sit in your recliner and you know let us do this. Yep. And I'm 51 years old now. He's 30 years older than me, so I'm his age, and I totally get it. Now, I still like being able to say that I really killed or, you know, killed a big number of ducks, yeah. but uh, but I totally get what he's talking about, the quality of the hunt, the ambiance, the fellowship, yep. uh, going with somebody you want to go with, and, uh, and, and used to, we would take a pile of people. Fill yep. that duck blind up, sometimes hold them sitting on the bench so we could kill a bunch of them, stay legal. And now I really don't care about that as much. I just like to go be out there, get cold. I still ain't excited about falling in getting cold. No, that's not um, the way you want to go. No, it's really, it's really not. No, I, yeah, yeah, it wasn't my first time. But used to, I carried extra socks and all that when I was young because I moved fast. And yeah. Falling in was kind of a regular thing, but uh, with chest waders, <laughs> you really got to work at falling in, you know? Yeah, uh, exactly. But I did this year, I did get up to my neck. Oh, uh, that's, it's, yeah, that's it's cold. Easy doing. Yeah, when you're six four and you fall in four feet of water on your knees, uh, you get <laughs> right on up under. to your neck. You will. Yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah, you're going under. Listen, I want to talk about shooting just one second, and I, I've got a story to tell on you and your group, uh, including your daddy and Emery and I can't remember the other guy from the Coke plant. What was his name? Neil Graham. Neil Graham. Ladies and gentlemen, I had the 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 wonderful opportunity to hunt my very first time about 25 or 30 years ago with Rob and his dad, Newell and Emery, his dad, Russell. And I was so amazed. I was so happy to get to go because I'd heard all the stories about the wonderful duck hunts and the numbers of ducks they killed. So here I go. We get in the duck blind, very first light, here comes a group of ducks, and we all shoot. And I, I got a, a maybe two shots that time, and I don't know how many ducks dropped, but a bunch. So then it gets on in the morning, and the ducks are a little scarce, just a little scarce. But sure enough, they call, they call, pull the trigger, say, they say, get them. And Cleve Marsh is still looking around trying to find the ducks, and all of a sudden, the guns go off and ducks start raining everywhere. Well, I'm looking out like I normally look at a duck set of duck decoys. I'm looking out over the swamp thinking the ducks are going to come right in my face. And these guys are shooting at ducks that I wouldn't even pick my gun up for. Yeah, and that goes killing. back to their shooting ability. Yeah, they were, they, were, oh. they were a little bit ahead of their game. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Best shot, best shots I've ever seen in my life. And Rob stays right with them without a problem. Rob, what kind of gun did you shoot last year? Uh, I shot a uh, 870 Remington 870 uh, 12 gauge. It's a uh, all American edition that I've had since I was uh, 17 years old. Got it in 1985 for my birthday. Uh, actually, it's a combination. It's like a Frankenstein gun. Dad gave me that gun, and I've shot it so much that I cracked the receiver. Oh I my god! But the receiver cracked. Yeah. All the way from where you put the shell in to where the barrel meets. And uh, Frank Elliott over in uh, uh, Humboldt at Clanahan's told me, he said, you can't keep shooting this. It'll blow up in your face. Oh. So I found another All-American Edition 870 and swapped receivers on it. Yeah. And uh, this past year, the trigger wore out. 
So I am steadily <laughs> moving parts. I, that's why I call it Frankenstein now. Yeah. I used to call it double A. Is it a three-inch gun? Uh, yes, barely. It is a three-inch gun. Yeah, barely. Barely yeah. a three-inch gun. It's got a 28-inch uh, barrel with a, an improved cylinder choke in it. And uh, that thing has had, oh, my gosh, no telling how many shells. Well, I mean, go you know, find out how many people's cracked a receiver. My yeah. dad cracked one on 1100. When I was a kid, and I've cracked one, I ain't heard anybody. What Will Girton cracked one? That's a That's lot it. of shooting right there. A lot That's of shooting. That's a lot of what, shooting with one gun. Yeah. As as my wife would ask, what kind of bullets did y'all use? <laughs> well, that was the problem. That Uh-oh. was the problem when they when they switched off lead and went to steel. Uh, we all got this grand idea that you know if you could take the beating. You ought to get the fast and slow they make. Mm-hmm. And so I started shooting black clouds, and I won't get sued by black cloud, but that is what cracked my receiver. Uh, they got one that's 1,500 feet per second, cost $25 a box back then. Who knows what it costs now? It's a souped-up uh, load. Yeah, yeah, it's a souped-up load. And, uh, man, you could kill a duck. If you could see him almost, you could kill him. He didn't even have to pitch. And uh, I kept shooting those things until I – broke that shotgun and now i'm back to uh some old cheap estate shells that are about 1300 feet per second cost about 11 dollars a box i'm hearing what you say shoot just as good i got you if you can shoot all right we don't have much time left i need one good tip for a young waterfowl hunter excuse me got choked up oh just thinking about it yeah i would say for a young waterfowl hunter that if you want to get into something that is extremely fun and it's a manly game, and you want to get in touch with the Lord and uh, and uh, the inner man. In you. And if you've got plenty of money, you'd be really good at it because these days you've got to have a lot of money. Got to have the money to do it. You've got to have money to have a spot. And gotcha. uh, and and then expect if you ever decide you're gonna get married, you might want to quit duck hunting because <laughs> they ain't gonna like it. Could could help could help you cause, ladies and gentlemen, we've had as our guest today on Marshland. Mr. Rob Caldwell. Rob, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day right there on that beautiful real foot lake to get out in the south with us, and I really mean that. Look forward to talking to you again, and thanks for being my guest. Have a great day, Rob, and y'all come back and visit us again on Marshland, and while you're there, get out in the south. Unisom knows when you don't get enough sleep, it's hard to avoid the fog. It's a sneaky fella. Hates sleep. Only appears when you don't get enough of it. I've seen the fog make a guy pour salt in his coffee. Thought it was sugar. Ever fold an entire basket of dirty laundry? Wasn't you. It was the fog. Unisom is specially formulated to help you fall asleep fast and get a good night's sleep. You'll wake up ready to take on the day. Sleeping well is the fog's worst nightmare. Unisom. Use as directed. We're back here on the Y'all Show. It's hour two of the Y'all Show, and I'm Nolte, and I'm here with my dad, and here's David Lee Murphy. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew the Lord, it was breaking her heart, that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. So 
I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming the back and laughing out loud Where the smoke's so thick the blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like it just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on me tomorrow Wherever I wake up I'll look back and try to recall Just where the heck's my truck So take my keys and lock them up tight let the good times flow And I worry about tomorrow when it comes to light The night's still young And I'm on the road tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming them back And laughing out loud Where the smoke's so thick The blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds looking for a party Yes, and tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming them back and laughing out loud Ha ha ha, so thick the blues can't hang around We're having a fun time, we want y'all to have a fun time Sing along! Jumping like it just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd. This is what we do on Fridays. We let it all out and we have a good time. Looking for a party crowd. Slamming them back and laughing out loud. Where the smoke's so thick, the blues can't hang around. But we're so glad that you've chosen to hang around with us in hour two of the Y'all Show. Just don't care if they're dancing over here. Are fighting over there. I'm making the rounds, looking for a party crowd. Yes, we are looking for a party crowd, and we found one. I got me a party crowd here. This is y'all. I'm John Rawl. I've got my trusty sidekick with me here, Nolton Rawls. Nolton Rawls joining me. He gets to hang out here with me today only because, and just like a whole bunch of kids around Dixie, he has successfully made it through another school year, and his reward. Sorry, we're not going to Disney World. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Sorry, we're not going to the moon. Oh, well, at least we're going to Chicago. This yeah, weekend. we are going to go to Chicago. I'll have more on that before we get out of here. Yeah, well, you, you and I are going to have a fun time as we celebrate here this Memorial Day week. But you're here today because you've earned the right to be a co-host on y'all as we wrap up the school year. And more importantly, we turn our attention to the summer. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone loves summer yeah we love summer we don't like the heat but boy we do like the fact that we don't have to go to school if you're a kid and now, you don't have to do most and you don't have to do your work 
for most people. Oh, well, you don't have to do homework, no, but hey, I've got a whole list over there of chores you've got to do all summer. Cut the grass. Yeah, right. Wash the car. Yeah, right. And other fun things. There's no grass even here. Well, I'll go find some. Every kid needs to get a lawnmower, especially if they're a boy, and need to know how to cut grass and do other manual labor tasks. That's where I'm going to make sure, as you grow older, you're going to go back in time to the 1990s, 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, just like everybody else here, other than the last 10 years, when parents, in my opinion, have pretty much let kids off. They don't let them, they don't make them do anything. And I'm not going to let that happen to you. Aww. In fact, I'm just going to walk out of here right now, and you're just going to, I'm going to make you do the rest of the show by yourself, okay? Yeah, right. Well, do it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that dumb. I'm not that D-U-M-M. Welcome back. It is y'all. Hey, we're having fun. And part of the reason we have fun, it is summertime. And we're going to have a special song about summertime after this song we're about to play from David Lee Murphy. Yes, we're going to play the 1958 classic. It's considered to be a rockabilly classic summertime blues from the original artist and co-writer, Eddie Cochran. That's coming up after we first play this next part of our David Lee Murphy salute here on Fridays. Is it dust on the bottom? It is. It might yes. be. Go ahead. Let me hear you sing a little bit of it. It might be a little dust on the bottom. Uh, bottle. Bottle. <laughs> That's all right. Maybe bottom's fine, too. We're just glad that y'all could join us, and Nolton's going to keep on singing as we listen to the, dust the, on the, bottom. the guy that made this song famous. And it wasn't Nolton. It was DLM here on this Friday. Trio Williams lived down a dirt road. Made homemade wine like nobody I know. I dropped by one Friday night and said, Can you help me, Creole? I got a little girl waiting on me and I want to trade her right. He said, I got what you need, son, as we step down in the cellar. He reached through the cobweb as he turned on the light. He said, It might be a little dust on the bottom, but don't let it fool. About what's inside There might be A little dust on the bottom But it's one of those things That gets sweeter with time You were sitting in the porch swing As I pulled up the driveway My old heart was racing As you climbed inside You stayed over there close As we drove down to the lake road the sun fading that big red sky I reached under the front seat and said Now here's something special It's just been waiting for a night like tonight There might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool you about what's inside There might be a little dust on the bottom But it's one of those things it gets sweeter with time You're still with me And we've made some memories After all these years There's one some say good love, well it's like a fine wine It keeps getting better as the days go by 
on the bottom But it's one of those things that gets sweeter with time There might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool you about what's inside There might be a dust on the bottom Oh, there might be. Welcome back. It's y'all. We love that song. A number one song back in the mid-90s for David Lee Murphy. Murphy, a native of Illinois, a place Knowlton and I have been, and we're going back here as we celebrate Memorial Day 2019. I'm not exactly proud of that, but they have some fun sites up in Yankee land, and we'll take our southern pride across that Mason-Dixon line and, and represent there over the next few days, and we'll be right back here to tell you about it. Welcome back. It is y'all. I'm John, joined with, by my- With Knowlton. Knowlton, the redheaded- rascal as i call him and we're having a good time as we celebrate the end of the school year and the beginning of something summer Summer. and we congratulate not only this boy but all of our boys and girls who've made it through another year of school is it tough to be in school these days nolt Mm, but some people maybe in my school have to, might have to go to summer school. Ooh, really? Is that you? Do you have to go? No, it's just that they failed that reading test, and then, oh yeah, and they got another chance like last week, no. and then if they fail that, they go to summer school and they okay. get one more chance in summer school. Well, Knowlton just wrapped up third grade, Della Davidson Elementary School. Way to go, and. He gets to go to fourth grade. We know that is officially going to happen. So, hey, not everybody yeah, gets to I go to fourth kind grade. I feel a little old. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you're old in fourth grade. But I, I think it is worth pointing out that so many kids now, even at the early school grades, like first, second, third grade, they're they're getting these big tests. And I don't. Maybe I'm just so darn old. I don't remember these things. But I, I think it's kind of a new thing. And this is not just in one state. It's all across the country these days where these third graders, in my son's case, they were stressed out. They got We got uh, instructions sent home and, and telling how to prepare your kid for test day. They needed to go to bed at a certain time. They needed to take a shower and all these kind of goofy things. I guess it worked out for you. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty stressful. And he's, he was in third grade. So I can't imagine if this happens every single grade going forward. I guess this is the way it goes these days, huh? Are you? Or do you feel smarter about it? Uh, not really. Not really. Okay. Well, then we'll put you back down in first grade. No. Yeah, but we we congratulate you and everybody out there, and we really congratulate our twelfth graders who are getting their diploma, and they're going to college, or they might be entering the military. Are they already didn't graduate college? Or people who are finishing college, we, 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 we congratulate all of the class of 2019, whether it be from college or high school. We are certainly proud of them. And if you are a youngster like Knowlton, you don't have to go off to work right now, other than he's still got to do his chores. So, I don't really have chores. Yeah, well, you got except chores. Except taking out the garbage. We'll go, we'll go find a lawn somewhere. You can cut it. And you can, you said that in the you can do time. like I did when I was nine years old and go pick up pine cones for several hours. Uh, okay, I guess it's... Anybody out there that has fun. a yard full of pine cones or pine straw or other things, you need a little redheaded nine-year-old to come help you out. Hey, hit us up here. Our number 803-816-1170. And he will work... 
what we'll call an apprenticeship. No, are you An official y'all apprenticeship, and we, uh, there will be no exchange of money, just sweat equity. How about that? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. You Someone don't need, you probably don't. is about to call me just to see if it's <laughs> Get you working. Work. Yeah, no roller coaster rides for you, boy. Off to the workforce you go. But if you are having to do a little chore or two throughout the summer, Hey, you need to hear some good music when you're doing that. And I remember when I was a kid, Nolton, I think I was a little older than you. It's when they had something called Walkmans that came out. Have you ever heard of a Walkman? No, what is it? It's a little thing you wore on your side. I guess you can even still buy them. But it it was like a jukebox, if you know what a jukebox is. Yeah, I know what that is. Okay, well, good. I'm impressed for a nine-year-old. It was a little radio you wore on your side, but they also had them where you could put a cassette tape and you could listen to music and you had little a cord just like i'm wearing going up or over your ears and i could cut grass and listen to the radio or music while cutting grass and you still have people do it but now they just do it off their phone but back in the dark ages you had to have a walkman dark. dark age like a long time ago like five years ago <laughs> before everybody had iphones and ipads you had walkman oh i'm kind of being a little bit facetious but i remember one of my fun things about the summertime was listening to those Walkmans and the music. And yeah, I might have been out there doing work or doing chores, but at least I was enjoying really good music while I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And there's a song that came out way back before I was even born. It came out in 1958 during the Dwight Eisenhower days of our country when he was president of the United States. Dwight? Who? Dwight D. Eisenhower. Yeah, Ike. Let me guess, he's dead? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. But he was an American hero, having served our country in World War II and and all the years as president as well. And when he was president, there was a guy named Eddie Cochran that came out as a singer and had a song called Summertime Blues. Now, this song was actually co-written by Cochran and Jerry Capehart, and it came out back then, recorded at Gold Star Studios in Hollywood, California, and it was a monster rockabilly song. And rockabilly, that combination of rock and country music, made famous in the Memphis area, made famous in places like Jackson, Tennessee, from Carl Perkins. This song is considered to be one of the standards of rockabilly music. And here, as we start the summer, Mr. Knowlton, I thought there was no better way than to get it going with the original version of Summertime Blues from Eddie Cochran. And the reason I say the original, this song's been covered by so many artists and we've had Johnny Chester put out a version. Blue Cheer had a version back in the 60s. And then you had The Who cut it, T-Rex, Mick Farron. And then the song that I love was by Alan Jackson back in 1994. He released this to Country Music Radio, and it became a massive, massive song on the country music charts for Alan Jackson and a number one back there in 1994 and sold a bunch of records all the while. But Summertime Blues, and I could easily play AJ's version of it, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go back to the original 1958 track from Eddie Cochran, who was a Yankee. He was born in Albert Lay, Minnesota. And sadly, this guy died at age 21 as he died as a result of a wreck in oh. England back in 1960, really at the beginning of his career as a rockabilly singer. This guy dies over in England in a tragic wreck there near Chippenham, England. And uh, that again, 21 years old. And that followed the year after Buddy Holly died. 
and the Big Bopper in the nineteen fifty Richie Valens in nineteen fifty nine they died in that plane crash, and then the following year nineteen sixty, oh, yeah. Cochran right, dies in England in, in a car wreck there in England. But uh, let's hear Cochran. For a second, has, I thought uh, you were talking about that nineteen ninety nine plane crash where that winner of the golf tournament died. Yeah, Payne Stewart. That was twenty years ago, sadly. But no, I'm talking about Eddie Cochran. We'll give him a salute. Like whenever you were talking about yeah. the paint plane crash. Yeah, well, that was we had three greats of music all die in a plane crash in 1959. Buddy Holly, who was kind of like you, I think he had red hair, I think, and he wore glasses, kind of goofy glasses, like what I got on right now. And also, that, you had Richie Valens and the Big Bopper all died in 1959. And then you had Patsy Cline die in 1963. Jim Reeves, I think, the following year died in a plane crash in, in the Nashville area. So we've had too many great people. Of course, Leonard Skinner, the lead singer, dying in the 70s there in a crash. But Eddie Cochran, unfortunately, wasn't in a car wreck, uh, in a plane wreck. He was in a car wreck. Let's hear this great singer from way back, this 1958 version that he put out, Summertime Blues. Let's get that summer going, Nolton. Son, you gotta work late Sometimes I wonder But I'm a to cure But there ain't no cure For the summertime Oh, well, my mom and papa told me Son, you gotta make some money now, If you wanna use a car To go a-riding next Sunday Well, I didn't go to work, told the boss I was sick. Now you can't use a car, cause you didn't work a little. Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do, but there ain't no cure for the summertime blues. I'm gonna take two weeks, gonna have a fun vacation. I'm gonna take my problem to the United Nations Well, I called my congressman and he said, Whoa! I'd like to help you, son, but you're too young to vote Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do But there ain't no cure for the summertime Taking you back to 1958 from the late Eddie Cochran, Summertime Blues. That was the original, and that was out on Liberty Records, and it kind of got the rockabilly movement going even bigger and stronger in the late 50s when that one was such a monster hit. And then, of course, has been covered many, many times through the years. I guess one of the most notable examples is what Alan Jackson did back in the early 90s on Arista Records. That is our kind of friday free for y'all where we have fun playing some good music here getting you ready for the weekend on the all southern program we're going to get you ready for some fun after the break hashtag hullabaloo's coming up next and nolton rawl and yours truly john rawl are going to sit back and share some social media fun you don't want to miss it it's some coming jiffies and some, some jiffies and some, some jiffy stuff. pops all coming up next here on y'all talk with a 
Southern. Southern accent. Yes, maybe sir. Maybe there'll be some memes. I don't know. Yep, maybe some memes. All that coming up. Don't go anywhere. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. Hi, I'm Paul. I know what you're thinking. Oh, great. Another wireless ad. I know how you feel. And it seems like they're always full of this complicated, tricky language about their networks and offers and blah, blah, blah. Well, Sprint is going to do things differently and let you decide for yourself with their new 100% total satisfaction guarantee. Try it for 30 days, love it, or your money back. See? Simple. Now get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. So switch now. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. 30-day guarantee with new line of service. S10 128 gigabyte, $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit for 18 months credit applied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited bill. Basic after 630.20, pay $32 per month per line for five lines with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Speed maximums, use rules, $30 activation fee, and restrictions apply. Unisom knows when you don't get enough sleep, it's hard to avoid the fog. It's a sneaky fella. Hates sleep. Only appears when you don't get enough of it. I've seen the fog make a guy pour salt in his coffee. Thought it was sugar. Ever fold an entire basket of dirty laundry? Wasn't you. It was the fog. Unisom is specially formulated to help you fall asleep fast and get a good night's sleep. You'll wake up ready to take on the day. Sleeping well is the fog's worst nightmare. Unisom. Use as directed. The Y'all Show, back with you here, broadcasting on great stations across the South. Also, you can find us on various apps if you have a smartphone. Like or podcast. Or, yes, or if you have an iPad, which you do. Or a computer. Or a computer. You can find us on the iHeartRadio app. Also, the TuneIn Radio app and the iTunes Podcast app. That's the little purple icon if you have an iPad or a iPhone, and you can hit the little subscribe button, and all three platforms allow you to listen to the Y'all Show free and of charge. There's even something on Safari, like where you can do so, do the Y'all Show. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, like you know, because you show my grandma. Like, isn't it a podcast? It's just on Safari. Uh, well, Safari is an Apple product. Well, it's a different thing. We're just taking over, y'all. Uh, Anyways, just saying. Yeah, yeah, just saying. Hey, that voice is Knowlton Rawl, my son. I'm letting him co-host today's Y'all Show as a reward for wrapping up third grade. And he'll be with me kind of scattershot throughout the rest of the summer. And I'm not going to let him be on here anymore until, until, as a reward for getting through the summer, I'll let you co-host with me like right around August 1st. How does that sound? Okay. Otherwise, you're going to have to sit back and let me do y'all all summer because otherwise people are like, hey, get that little brat kid off that radio show. What do you think of that? Pretty are you a, Are you a brat kid? No. Okay. Well, we hope that uh, you'll have a good summer. And if you don't have a good summer, we won't let you. 
we won't let you hang out here and help us co-host the y'all show hey it's time for hashtag hullabaloo here on the all southern program this is where we dive head first into social media and find all kind of great stuff nolson's kind of helped me pick a few of these out hopefully you'll enjoy it here as we talk southern stuff on this daily show hosted by yours truly john rawl the general of all things southern we start off hashtag hullabaloo here on this friday edition with a tweet from jamie hildreth at jamie hildreth and i love the pic that jamie has on social media it's the picture of a bojangles chicken box bojangles from charlotte north carolina some of the best biscuits and dixie put out by bojangles and i love the attitude there with the picture of a bojangles box there on your twitter profile and you put on there keep me away from the wisdom which does not cry the philosophy which does not laugh and the greatness which does not bow before children that from jamie hildreth all right so here's what jamie put on twitter and actually it's a response to what meteorologist lindsey tapeus put from wbtv television in charlotte north carolina lindsey's twitter account is lindsey l-y-n-d-s-a-y WBTV. Lindsay put a tweet out this week that says, I've been forecasting in the Southeast for nearly 10 years, and I'm not sure I can remember a stretch this hot and this long this early in the season. Almost every single day over the next seven days will be within a degree two of record highs. Hashtag NCWX. Do you have any idea what that stands for? North Carolina. Oh. Well, you'd have to be a nerd like me to know what WX means. The WX is kind of a two-letter identity for weather, and you often Wait, use that WX? in broad. Do- it's just a, a initials for weather. That's what we hear in the radio biz and the broadcasting biz use oftentimes for weather forecasts. WX. So North Carolina weather, and so she works for the, the a station there in Charlotte, the Queen City, the home of the Carolina Panthers. And there's another Queen City, by the way. Which one is that? Cincinnati. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Lindsay put that out there. Now, Jamie Hildreth, the Bojangles lover that we just mentioned, he responded to Jay, to Lindsay's tweet about it being so darn hot in North Carolina right now and probably wow. in other parts of the South, although some places honestly aren't that hot. Some places haven't seen degrees hit, let's say, the 93 mark. I know one place they're anxiously awaiting it to be 93 degrees so they can win a contest. But Jamie Hildreth responded to Lindsay Tapas saying, but it gets hotter when the sun goes down. Hashtag Southern, hashtag country music. I'm not sure what he meant by that, but that's his response. I guess it does get hot when you pull out a little country music in the South come late May, early June. Speaking of that, don't forget, you got the CMA Music Festival coming up in Nashville early June. Next up is a tweet from Brian Holland at B Holland Sports. Hey, the TV station fun continues. Brian is the sports director and anchor in Baton Rouge at NBC Local 33. So he covers LSU and more oh, there for that NBC affiliate. Brian Holland, again, sports director at W. VLA NBC Local 33. Texas boy enjoying Louisiana life and will work for crawfish. That's what he puts on his Twitter profile. Okay, so here's what Brian put. Nope. You and I are about to go see some baseball in Chicago 
Mm-hmm. We're going to see the Cubs play on a Sunday. We're going to see, and we're going to see the Chicago White Sox play the Arizona. I mean, Cincinnati. I no, mean, you got Kansas it all. City Royals. Yeah, that's true. We're going to see the. the and though it is kind of funny when I said when I was about to say Cincinnati Royals because that was an old basketball team, right. and then the Cubs will actually play the Reds. Well, let me quiz you. What happened to the Cincinnati Royals? They moved to Kansas City. You're right. They did. And when they moved to Kansas City, what happened? They moved to Sacramento. No, no, no. When they moved to Kansas City, they changed their nickname. Because of the baseball team. That's right. There was, it was confusing. So they changed their, their name to the Kansas City. Kings. And then after a while, they... They moved to Sacramento, even though... Eh, do they really deserve a team, Sacramento? Well, they've found a way to keep them so far. And you and I, at least me, I, I can tell you firsthand, uh, my heart has been broken in the past by one of my favorite teams moving. And what? luckily we got, we got kind of, kind of, sort of got the team back, but it's still not the same. It should have never left in the first place. And you can go the talk. The Panthers? No, not the Hornets. Wait, they're moving? No, they did move. They left Charlotte years ago to go to New Orleans. Oh, yeah. And it was just very confusing. The Browns have had that happen in the NFL. We've seen the Rams move. It's just a common thing in professional sports. Luckily, colleges don't don't don't, don't often move, but they have moved. Like Are you Wake, Wake Forest moved. Oh, yeah, the whole There's school. a town outside of Raleigh called Wake Forest, and that's where the original Wake Forest was located. And then they, they moved, they're not really a state school. No, they're a private school, anymore. so they moved to Winston-Salem and kept the name Wake Forest, even though they're not, they're not in the town of Wake Forest. So it doesn't happen often, but sometimes colleges pick up and move. Sometimes big schools like Wake Forest, sometimes schools like Union Sealed. University in jackson tennessee moved a couple of miles away the citadel moved they sure did they were they downtown did. charleston and they oh. moved about two miles well, a mile and a half along the ashley river is where the greater citadel is located but yeah i appreciate your knowledge and all that that you bring here on the y'all show so brian holland there in baton rouge he is chiming out on twitter this week if you're watching the sec tournament that's the sec baseball tournament it happens in Hoover. You just saw Jake Mangum, the NCAA all-time hits leader, hit his 96th hit of the season. Sounds pretty impressive, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this guy, Brian Holland, down in Baton Rouge, he wants to point out that the Mississippi State slugger, Jake Mangum, who's wrapping up his career in Stark Vegas, yeah, he has 96 hits this season, but... Brian Holland in Baton Rouge is coming to the defense of a Southern Jaguar. That would be Southern University out mm-hmm. of the SWAC conference. They have a baseball player named Tyler Laporte. Tyler Laporte, according to Brian Holland, has hit 93 hits in two or more than two fewer games than Jake Mangum has played in. So the point is that this guy, Tyler Laporte, could be the ncaa all-time hits leader himself if he'd have played a couple more games which perhaps the jaguars of southern may have had rainouts, therefore they haven't had as many games as msu has had by the way props to the southern jaguars do you know one of the teams they beat in mid-season action this year hmm, let me guess jsu nope nope they didn't beat jackson state they beat their neighbors in baton rouge 
LSU. Yeah, they beat. Are you serious? I'm serious. The Jaguars of Southern University beat LSU in a midweek game. First time they'd ever beat them. This is like the dumbest thing I want to say I've ever heard. Yeah, hey, and anything happens in sports. You should know that. If you don't believe me, just go ask UVA. And not the 2019 version of UVA, but the 2018 basketball team that lost to UMBC. Bubba's Fish Shack is on Twitter at Bubba's Fish Shack. Seafood cooking like mama made it. Southern seafood like it was meant to be. That's in their profile on social media. Now, where is Bubba's Fish Shack? Where do you think Bubba's Fish Shack's located, Noel? Probably somewhere in Mississippi because that's where the catfish thing is supposed to be. Well, they have a few catfish in the Magnolia State, or should I call it the Catfish State? But no, Bubba's Fish Shack is in a town you've never been to, and I need. Let me guess, somewhere in Louisiana. Nope, nope, nope. It's Alabama. In... Nope, nope. Georgia. Nope. Florida. Nope. Missouri. In Missouri. They don't have Texas. No. I was going to say, they don't have fish in Missouri. No, it's in Surfside Beach, South Carolina, Carolina, just to the south of Myrtle Beach. It's on Ocean Boulevard, and it's called Bubba's Fish Shack. And I'm not here to tell you it's a great place. I haven't been there, but I've seen the picture. It looks like a nice place. And Knowlton and the rest of the audience, one of the great things about Myrtle Beach and the Grand Strand of South Carolina, even across the state line into North Carolina, you have that area, and the actual town is in North Carolina, a place called Calabash. And Calabash is actually, in addition to being a great little town in North Carolina, right on the border between North and South Carolina, it's a style of shrimp, of, of fried shrimp. It's little tiny baby shrimp. And Knowlton, when I was nine years old, just like you are, there's probably no food I craved more than delicious Calabash shrimp. And in the Myrtle Beach area, you can go to a number of Calabash seafood restaurants that are gigantic, almost like gigantic steakhouses in the rest of the country. But you can go there and wait in line to get a Calabash buffet, and it's delicious. Now, if you're not lucky enough to be in Myrtle Beach for the summer, or you maybe intentionally stay away from Myrtle Beach because of the traffic, and I don't blame you. I do not blame you. I want to tell you. And the sharks. They actually Have you seen that? There's a yeah. a story out right now that across North Carolina's and South Carolina and even the Georgia coast, they are seeing a n- number of great white sharks. Big, massive white sharks are being spotted just off the coast of the Atlantic. And a lot of people are scared. So don't go too far out in the water is my point if you go to Surfside Beach. But also, maybe go check out Bubba's Fish Shack. But if you aren't able to get to Bubba's Fish Shack or you're not able to get to the Myrtle Beach or O'Ree County of South Carolina, hey, there's a chain restaurant in the Carolinas and in Georgia, maybe in other states, called Fats Cafe, F-A-T-Z, and they have calabash shrimp. They even have chicken served in a calabash-style dressing. So you can it looks like your little chicken nuggets, but it's got the calabash dressing on it or the breading, not dressing. And it's delish. So that's my plug for Fats Cafe. Not a sponsor of the Y'all Show, but they ought to be. That tweet, again, thanks to Bubba's Fish Shack in Surfside Beach, South Carolina. Samantha Page Terry is on Twitter. We're going to keep the food talk going here. Thanks to Samantha Page Terry at Sammy Page 2015. Samantha Page Terry, a 29-year-old photographer and a mom. And she wow. lists herself as she lifts herself as a gamer chick, 
add me on PS4 and play Fallout 76 with me. What is that? Well, I don't Fallout some series, and PS4 is like PlayStation. Okay. I didn't know they had multiple. So you've heard of Fallout? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm not familiar with that. But anyway, Samantha Page is on some there. Series. I'm not going to let you play video games all summer long, so uh, you'll have to uh-huh. wait till the fall. Samantha Page puts on Twitter, hashtag Southern Haps, hashtag Appalachia, popular sweet treat, fried apple pie. Have you had a fried apple pie? Uh, I think I, I want to say I've had an yeah. apple pie. Well, Maybe. there's apple pies, and then there's the fried apple pies. Now, the best thing I can tell you about fried apple pies, and I, I actually, before coming on today, I did some intense research here, Nolton. I know you think doing the y'all show is easy, but it's a lot of work, and it requires going to the library and looking up important information. And one of the things I went and looked up was fried apple pies, okay? And when I did that, I couldn't find out the history of fried apple pies. (laughs) Now, apple pies, I'm going to say, without being fried, probably have a lineage going back to the old country. I'm talking Germany. I'm talking all those countries over there, the Denmarks of the world, places where it wouldn't be too foreign to have what they call apple strudel. But uh, here in the South, we have to fry everything, Knowlton. And so why? that's just what we do. If you're going to be a Southerner, you got to fry. So fried apple pies. You got to fry a fry. Yeah, and it's Friday. So here on the Y'all Show, we're talking about fried apple pies. But I, I, I guess the best way I can tell you about fried apple pies is what I see in fast food options for apple pies. And I'm pretty darn sure most of these places fry their apple pies, and some are better than others. I would actually say uh, not Burger King. Burger King actually has the Hershey's pie, which is darn good. Mm-hmm. It's And their apple pie is more of a traditional pie, but it's not fried. I'm going to say Crystal Hamburgers has a fried apple pie option, and McDonald's, I think, has changed their recipe hardy's i think has a good fried apple pie there's another one out there that i'm missing somehow some way but yeah we like our fried apple pies unfortunately i can't tell you the whole history of them here on today's y'all show if you know the history of fried apple pies and the southern connection with them do share we need to know here this is the kind of stuff that we offer that no other radio show in the world can offer the information about things like fried apple pies and more here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. All right, let's go to Linus Molly at Linus underscore Molly. And she writes on Twitter, cute and deadly. All right, here's what she writes. Attention, Southern girls. Summer is fast approaching. Stay cool in the sticky heat by being well hydrated. Use powder on your thighs and most importantly, don't call your ex just to be around something shady. I don't know what she's talking about there. That might be a little bit out of our league here. But Linus, Molly, that's what you put out on Twitter. And we're just relaying it here on the Y'all Show. All right, Nolton, I know you like to have us talk about GIFs here on the Y'all Show. GIFs, those little yeah, images. Yeah, like memes. Yeah, they kind of show up on social media. And here's one that you'll understand one day. I think you're a little too young at nine years old to understand this GIF, but... I'll let you look over my shoulder at what this one says. It says, behind every angry woman stands a man who has absolutely no idea what he did wrong. Yeah, 
I think I'm under. I understand. That. <laughs> so so the, the point is, here is a guy that we do things, and our ladies, if you're lucky enough to have one, they jump on us. They get mad at us, and we're like, "Why are they so mad? What did I do?" And so I had a friend of mine, the late great Tom Porter. He told me the secret to a successful marriage. And I think I did this, although I'm now batting over two on marriages. I am relaying this for whatever it's worth to you, Knowlton, and to the incredible legion of y'all listeners here. The two things you need to learn, son, when it comes to women, two things you need to learn to tell them. Okay, are you ready? Or are you taking notes? What? You need to tell them two things. And this will be with you the rest of your life. Number one, that you need to learn to tell a woman if she gets on you or whatever the case may be, you say, yes, dear. Let me hear you say that. Yes, dear. No, we don't say it smart aleck wise. Just yes, dear. Yes, dear. Okay. And the other thing, Knowlton, that you always tell a woman and it just makes things go easier. In addition to saying yes, dear, you say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry okay, for doing nothing. Okay. <laughs> well, you don't add that part. You just leave it with "I'm sorry." But you, you're just gonna have a. It's gonna. I know it's tough. You got to swallow your pride. But you're just gonna. Things will be just better off if you just know. say yes, dear. I'm just. I'm just saying And, and, and I'm sorry. So you, will you remember that? Uh-huh. If you remember that at age nine, it'll be with you the rest of your. Oh. Cool. Like, all right, here's something else mm-hmm. as you get older. This is some more advice coming to you here on y'all as we wrap up here on a Friday. Here's a gif. It says, I remember a time in my life when I could pull an all-nighter. Do you know what that means? An all-nighter? No. You no. and I have almost had all-nighters. We stayed up till midnight to see the new year come in. Yeah. And if you're crazy and wild enough, which you're not quite there, you can actually stay up all night long. Hey, and I did that twice. When you better not have. You might stay up till midnight, but you're not going to stay up all night long. Now, sometimes, uh, it, sometimes like me, when I'm stressed out, it's hard for me to go to sleep. So I end up staying up all night, but not by choice. But sometimes if you're having a good time, if you're in a party crowd like David Lee Murphy, you might be pulling an all-nighter. Okay. So this gif says, I remember a time in my life when I could pull an all-nighter. I could stay up all night long. The second part of this GIF says, now I can hardly manage an all-dayer. <laughs> so now they can't even make it through the day when they used to be able to go through the day and the night. Can you relate? <laughs> Probably not. Not at nine years old. But that is hashtag hullabaloo. Thanks to Knowlton for helping me get through this social media madness. And if you want to connect with us, with your own social media madness go on our twitter account at y'all show we also can be found on instagram at y'all show and you can actually email us directly y'all show at y'all.com so many ways for you to connect to the all southern program we'll go to our final break here as we wrap up the month of may and when we come back we will wrap it up with a look at the new movies hitting theaters this holiday weekend also we'll take a quick look at some of the professional sports going on and from Dixie with Love will be the end of the week in our celebration of all things Dixie. This is y'all with John and Nolten. We'll be right back.
It's the summertime. Ain't no cure for the summertime blues as we celebrated that song at the beginning yep. of this hour. Welcome back. It's y'all. I'm John. Mm-hmm. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Knowlton Rawl, as oh, we man. are having a good time here on his celebration of making it through third grade. And now he gets to have a fun time, summer 2019. We hope you're having a fun time. In fact, a lot of kids, just like Knowlton, are enjoying the summer with a visit to the local movie theater. And new in theaters this weekend, Aladdin, starring Will Smith, Naomi Scott, and more. And this, again, a wonderful Disney series, Aladdin. Do you want to go see it? Mm, yeah, I guess. I mean, if you're not dying to see it, I'm not going to go wait in line. Not really. I mean, like, I do like seeing those Disney in real life, but... Nah, it's not really hey. worth it because, you know, like, it's just like another, it's just like a different version okay. when they make it real life looking. As they say, advantage father here in this case. Thank you. We'll have to go blow money on something else besides the movie theater on this one, huh? Hey, that's my kid. I'm proud of you, boy. Book Smart is a new movie. It's a comedy. and It's got Jessica Williams, Jason Sudeikis, and more. Fun movie out right now. Book Smart. Bright Burns Out this weekend, a sci-fi starring Elizabeth Banks, Jackson A. Dunn. Also, you have The Tomorrow, a Noble Jones-directed film with Bly Danner and Katie Asselton in that one. In limited form, Echo in the Canyon, a documentary about the scene in L.A.'s Laurel Canyon. And it's got music from groups like The Birds, a great country rock band from the late 60s, early 70s buffalo springfield and more and that is out again in limited form that's a quick look at some of the movie offerings here this holiday week now into the nba we go and game six of the nba eastern conference finals resumes on saturday as the raptors and bucks meet up at scotia bank arena in toronto ontario and maybe one of those teams will punch their ticket to the nba finals with their face off against the golden state warriors are you a warriors fan the warriors the boring team will play in the championship every sport now is pretty much getting one of those boring teams in college football it's alabama Uh, uh, not really it's another team well it's actually pretty much clemson Mm -hmm. and then and then nfl Patriots and then Warriors. The Red Sox have won a few times NBA. too, and they're the current World Series champs. But they're and, not really a boring team because they haven't really been winning it a lot for the last couple of years. Well, they didn't win it for almost 100 years prior to winning it some 13, 14 years ago. If you're a listener of our radio stations, we'll have encores throughout the week of Memorial Day. Tuesday through Friday will be encores. And if you are a listener to the podcast edition of the Y'all Show, we're not going to release any new episodes until June 3rd. Monday, June 3rd will be our kind of restart. We're going to have a few days off. Nolte and I are going to And go. you probably won't see me for a couple of months. That's right. We won't see you or hear you until it's time to go back to school. Because, hey, this isn't the Nolton Show. This is the Y'all Show. So that's the reason. I'm just picking on you. I love you. Okay. I'm proud of you. You did a good job. Thank you. And we're going to have a good job and have a good time yeah. on roller coasters and going to Cubs yeah. games and Sox games and whatever else we do up in Yankee land. And I'll be right back here in early June to tell you all about it. Y'all have a wonderful Memorial Day. Be safe. Thank you again for our heroes who died. In fact, Knowlton, you're named after my great uncle who mm-hmm. was 
a sergeant in World War II, Knowlton Sharp, and he was. And he sadly wasn't killed by a German, but he sadly froze to death. He did in the Battle of the Bulge. He died in January of 1945, and in his legacy, I named you after my great uncle Knowlton Sharp from Swansea, South Carolina. That's his hometown. And I gave you that same name. So you carry that name on with pride. In fact, you have his purple heart given to the family after his death in mm-hmm. World War II. That's been passed on to you. Thanks to Uncle Bubba. Yep. James Knowlton Sharp Sturkey passed on his the purple heart given to James Knowlton Sharp to you. So you, you yeah. have that with pride and always remember there were a lot of Knowlton Sharps out there who died in the line of duty for their country, for our freedom, not just yours, but mine, everybody, y'all's freedom because of our heroes as we honor them on one of the most special days of the year, Memorial Day. Thank y'all very much. Have a great weekend. We'll I'm see you back here. I'm just glad that we won the war. Yeah, we did. We'll be back here June 3rd. Y'all take care, and God bless America.